0: Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Tamar Katan.
1: You said it perfectly. <laughs> I, <just> I, love, <laughs> I love the use that my name ended with a question mark.
0: <laughs> I just
1: got a little self-conscious at the end and I was like, oh, I didn't
0: check. If That's it's awesome. If it's because it's like Katan or if it's Katan. <laughs> no, you said it right. Katan. Yeah, Katan. It katan. actually means cotton. cotton. Like
1: in, in Arabic, you pronounce it Adan, which atan. means cotton. Like uh-huh.
0: Egyptian cotton. Egyptian cotton. Yeah. Nice. We're the cotton people. We're the cotton people. So you've, yeah. your, your heritage is really interesting. So we met in Barcelona. You're yeah. a U.S. comedian,
1: uh, but you've got an interesting, what's your background again? Uh, I'm Egyptian and Greek and, uh, and a little bit of French, but Muslim dad, Jewish mom.
0: That's so awesome. <laughs> Muslim dad, Jewish mom. Yeah. How, how, how... I suppose, okay, so Judaism passes down and the father and, and the mother and um, Islam is just... Exact same rule.
1: Yeah. Like Judaism, if your mom's a Jew, you're a Jew. And yeah. Islam, if your dad's a Muslim, you're a Muslim. It's like as if they thought, there's absolutely no way people of these religions will get together. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, it's ridiculous, right? Like, it's funny because whenever anybody thinks of Islam or Judaism, mm-hmm. it's very light switch on and off. But with Christianity, there's a dimmer switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Christian, but I love Iron Maiden and masturbating. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but if you're a Muslim and, and you say, oh, I, I love this hot dog. They're like, what? Exactly. <laughs> it like doesn't say I'm a great Muslim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and same with the Jewish
0: thing. It's like, totally. what are you doing? What are you doing eating whatever non-kosher stuff? Yeah. I should know what non-kosher stuff is. Like <laughs> ham, right? They don't eat pork. They it's don't the same, eat any. It's, it's, the the same. It's, it's the same thing.
1: It's the same thing. It's so funny how similar... Judaism and Islam are. Yeah. They're very similar, like and they'd foreskins. both be mad at me for. They're so similar they'd both be angry at me for saying that. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Like yeah.
1: foreskins, pork. Yeah. Like, let's solve the peace problem by making the wall a wall of pork. Yeah. Neither side will go near it. Yeah. You know what I mean? that's, that's beautiful. They're so similar,
0: and also like even um, hiding, uh, covering women's hair exactly. as well. Yeah. Like with serious. a hijab
1: or with a wig. Yeah. You know, and it, Christians do it too. Like one of my friends was like. Oh, I can't believe all the women have to have their hair covered. I go, I know. And tell me again, what was the color of of like your favorite nun's hair. Yeah, exactly, you know it's mean? exactly the like, same.
0: It's, it's the same man, religion's <laughs> bananas. Re- religion, so do you, so okay, you've got the option to be either if you ever wanted to, sure. did you have a big period of your life where you got really spiritual and like tried to figure it out? I wanted to be, but yeah.
1: I realized that it wasn't the spirituality that I was seeking as much as the community. At times. Like I was an only child, and then when you immigrate too, a lot of times when people immigrate, they become more religious. Yeah. Because if you think about it, yeah. it's like a form of community mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're leaving your family behind. You're coming to a new country. You're living without a safety net. Yeah. So people tend to gravitate towards like religious groups. Yeah. And for us, we just really didn't have that as an option because my dad didn't want. Be In- inevitably, my dad would have Muslim friends. They'd talk shit about my mom and then we'd stop being friends with them. My mom would have Jewish friends. They'd talk shit about my dad. We'd stop being friends with them. Wow. And it was so then we just became friends with people that weren't super religious yeah. or weren't you know too judgy mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so but your parents still identify um, as those religions It's Col- not... I think culturally yeah it's more yeah. of a cultural thing but, right? I mean I
1: remember in college I did a report on Islam and I'm like like Islam 101 yeah and I was like hey dad what are the five pillars of Islam and he goes what <laughs> <laughs> I could tell him to name every Beatles song and he's yeah. like he could do it like yeah. Rain Man yeah. but I asked him the five pillars of Islam and he was like oh yeah and your mom also just like really. it's like a cultural yeah. Judaism them, right? My mom's like super, my dad on his deathbed, he had cancer when he died. He was on his deathbed and he had a statue of the Virgin Mary. Because it was like there, there was definitely what we mm. had in our house in, in, in terms of spirituality was the point of intersection between Islam and Judaism. Yeah. It was all the things that they both agreed on. Yeah. And, it was, and there was a priest, a Christian priest who came into my dad's hospital room and said, can I pray for you? Like on his deathbed. And my dad's like, yeah, of course you can. Wow. And that was, that's the thing I'm probably most proud of my dad for, because we didn't have the greatest relationship, mm-hmm. but when he was dying and when he saw his mortality, mm. all the toxic masculinity faded away. It all went away.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to... I've, I've made some really bad comments about death recently to people, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to put my foot in it again, right. um, but it's, I, I guess it's nice that yeah, people can mellow out in their, mm. you know, in their end moments. For sure. Uh, that's um, but okay so you didn't ever you made a great comment before we started recording uh, about if you were a stripper you would be the stripper with the worst daddy issues is that <laughs> yeah is that because you have daddy issues
1: yeah sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's why I said on stage all this time you know it's like to fill the gap that my dad left from not saying once I'm proud of you oh. I'm like well I'll show you dad all these th- strangers throw dirt clods into the hole <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah, every Beautiful. smile, every laugh. It's amazing. It's yeah. another shovel full of dirt.
0: Yeah. And like <laughs> daddy issues are just, yeah, not feeling seen and not feeling yeah. appreciated 100%. and feeling abandoned in whatever emotional or, or physical ways, right?
1: hundred percent. I mean, there's the, and it's, 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 it's universal. Yeah. Like I saw that there's this really great psychological study where they wanted to show what humans, um, Uh, needed most in their lives. Mm. Maslow's hierarchy of needs starts with food and shelter. Mm -hmm. But they made these, um, they put these cages for these monkeys that had lost their family. Mm -hmm. So they were like orphaned monkeys. Mm -hmm. And they had them in one cage with a mother that was made of wire, Uh and inside was milk. So they could get food from her, but she Uh wasn't comfortable. Uh And then they had another mother that was made of cotton, but there Mm -hmm. was no food. Mm -hmm. And 100% of the monkeys clung to the mother with no food. Because they needed that they comfort. Need, yeah. They needed comfort before they needed needed food. Yeah. So Maslow actually missed a foundational step. I just mm-hmm. whistled. You d- <laughs> <laughs> step, step. Yeah. And the foundational step was the the drive to belong. Is that the, the yeah. strongest human drive is the drive to belong?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Which is why, which accounts for all of um, like you know, where there's no community, then it's like, or well, there's religion, or there's drugs, or yeah, um, or just. Like whoring yourself out, which totally. you know is all part of it. But did you also see like a famous study about how um, there were 40 babies left in a, like put aside in like a hotel, and the nurses could only give them milk and mm. couldn't touch them, and mm. like they all just started dying.
1: Oh God.
0: Like I I, I can't you remember. donated
1: their baby I for know. that experiment. Jesus. I think it was. I think they might have been like orphaned or like like Jesus. just horrible, horrible. Could you imagine the it's check a, at the end of the study? Oh, uh, dude, so much. It's your eighty dollars. Yeah, my
0: God. <laughs> but just like imagine being part of that research team, being like, shit, we just killed. Yeah. I, I think I think it was something like maybe twenty ba- babies died before they they cut it off yeah. and. Yeah, how about after the 5th baby go, okay, we know what's happening. <laughs> it's <laughs> with so 20 babies? Terrified. And Jesus. like yeah, and I, I obviously it was during lockdown that I read this study cuz I was like I miss human Aww. contact. <laughs> well, I was working at a kindergarten and when I eventually left the kindergarten, then I was in this like dry spell and with no kids. Like I was getting a lot of my um, intimacy needs sure. as 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 sort of borderline not okay as that sounds, I was getting most of my intimacy needs from these kids that I was looking after. Because in, in Germany no. you sleep with the kids during oh, sleep time. Like sweet. they have a, a nap time and they need yeah. they need like a cuddle to get to sleep. So I'd be yeah. getting cuddles every day. Oh, that's really nice.
1: Yeah. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's creeps out there, but we yeah. shouldn't define our lives around the ways just the creeps behave. Yeah. You know.
0: So hold on. So you as a as a as a I was going to say whorebag, that's like, whorebag is such a nasty term, but I love it, like, I call myself a whorebag, but okay, so, uh, like, we actually don't know each other that well, because I think when we met, Shahak was right in there, and it was like, there wasn't a lot, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to really, like, I'm not going to try and pry into that, um... Uh, hang and I was like, geez, like does Shahak wanna fuck him or what? And you know? I like he like I haven't seen him interested in a person as long as if I'm interested in you. I
1: was
0: like, what has he got? That we don't. No, but um but yeah where I was going with that was I don't know. Like, do you go both ways?
1: (laughs) No, I don't. It's funny because I heard one of your other interviews, and somebody say, "No, I wish I could be gay." Yeah, but um, no, I don't. I'm like disappointingly straight. I feel the same way. Yeah, disappointingly straight. So annoyingly. But I have more gay friends than straight friends. Uh huh. Really, it's a really interesting thing. Like, I think I connect with my gay friends more because I've we were both outsiders, Mm -hmm. so we both have Mm -hmm. such a shared experience in every other. In every other way, yeah. I connect with gay people more than straight people. Mm. So, how yeah. like
0: outside is like okay? So you've got your, your cultural like your your family outsiderness, and then you moved a bit, and then what else yeah. made you an outsider?
1: Um, I think, I, I think my dad was a big thing, mm-hmm. and then not constantly trying to figure out what I was. You know, I got to America, they're like, You're not a real American. Jews were like, You're not a real Jew. Muslims were saying, You're not a real Muslim. Mm. You know, everybody in Egypt was saying, I'm not a real Egyptian anymore. Yeah. And and then I realized I was this thing in the middle. I was this hybrid thing trying to be two different things. Yeah. It's like, No, I'm this thing in the middle, and I'm cool with that thing in the middle. Yeah. I'm totally cool with that. But it just took me a long time to be. Even when you see kids with mohawks walking down the street, mm-hmm. they're usually walking with another kid with a mohawk.
0: Yeah, right. You know what I mean? They're yeah, like yeah.
1: united by yeah. individuality. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. paradox. But to be like alone, alone and going, I'm a hybrid. I'm an in-betweener. Mm-hmm. Is like this thing that I've started to accept and I'm seeing more and more people accepting. But it really yeah. made me feel like an outsider in yeah. a lot of ways. But part of it too was like my dad didn't want to be a dad. But mm-hmm. I don't think back then men, women didn't have choices back then, mm-hmm. whether they could, couldn't have babies, yeah. but men didn't either. Yeah. And he had a kid when he, he definitely should not have had a kid. He should have at least had a cat first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's test your capacity. <laughs> 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 or, <Aww. laughs> an egg is too much. Just a cat. Just a cat. Just give him a cat. <laughs> like a street cat,
0: even. Street, yeah. <laughs> One <laughs> that, like, won't necessarily stay yeah. around that often. Uh, did, what was his, like, okay, I'm going deep on the father oh, thing. Right. What was his relationship with his dad
1: like? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I think he had a phenomenal relationship with his dad. Oh, But then that's his surprising. dad died early, ah. and he went wild. And so okay. my grandmother, who was super kind to me, mm. was kind of an aggro single mom with these two wild boys in <sighs> Egypt. So she sent him to boarding school, and in boarding school, they traumatized. They abused him physically, mentally, emotionally. And then when he was in the military, he saw some horrific things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know a story of where he was in the war in Egypt. He went to the hospital and the doctor told him, take off those clothes right there and put them on. He goes, on that guy right there that's sleeping, he goes, he's not sleeping. It was a dead man. He had to take the clothes off a dead man and then put them on.
0: Oh my god. Like psychologically
1: mess with him, but he was from a culture that didn't believe in therapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I used to be really angry at him until I started going to therapy myself, and I realized my dad was a victim too, Mm -hmm. and this guy that bit my dad was like a vampire. And then my dad turned into a vampire and then he bit me. Mm. And now I have to go to therapy so I could be like one of the vampires on Twilight. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I could have a girlfriend. (laughs) Let's go out in the sunshine. (laughs) Better be cloudy, though. (laughs) Oh, that's a great analogy. I like that a (laughs) lot.
0: Yeah. Thank God for therapy, huh? And also, yeah, just being able to see, um, yeah, to stop the, to break the chain, you know. 100%. Just knowing
1: you're not alone. Yeah. Is the hugest. Thing. like it always cracks me up when people say oh I don't need anybody yeah you do
0: oh dude why? like the only
1: people that don't need anybody else are the people who serially kill everybody else yeah like exactly. we need each other we, we totally need each other
0: we completely need each other yeah. Uh, yeah like I feel like I only really found my community like my first time I've ever really fitted in has been in Berlin in the comedy scene that's awesome and it's not like everyone's my best friend but I feel like at least Talking to these people, I feel
1: understood. Yeah,
0: you know, and I think that's the thing with comedians Huge. everywhere. It's like you yeah. go somewhere and you're like, ah, these people get me.
1: Yeah, you're never is, alone. It's one of the most important things in the world, I think. Yeah, you know, like the f- I, I had this argument with a friend who was saying, oh, racism is natural, and I'm like, no, it's not. It's mm-hmm. super unnatural. I'm mm-hmm. all um, well, we are so soft wired mm-hmm. to be united with each other that yeah. if one of us paints an amazing picture, writes an amazing song, or mm-hmm. makes an amazing movie, mm-hmm. the rest of us will cry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's insane <laughs> that one person can elicit that level of emotion across everyone who actually makes eye contact with art. Yeah. Like, that. we are designed to help each other. Because if, yeah. if we didn't, if we didn't, like, the people who are racist now... If we were cave people and they behaved that way, they'd be the first to die. Yeah, totally. They'd be the ones who were being attacked by saber-toothed tigers while they were trying to attack one of us. Yeah. It's community that saved us and made us survive because we're not top of the food chain at all.
0: Yeah. Well, it's capitalism, I think, that created racism, right? Or yeah. like, yeah, it's just like wanting money. It's like, ah, uh, those guys have the cows and we have the the the, the 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 corn. And like, we want, the corn's got money and we want, uh, we don't want the cows. We don't want the cow people. We got the corn. We got the corn. We're going to keep our own things. And then like borders and this <laughs> concept of like nationality yeah. and, and otherness. And, and it's, it's just for a gain, right? Yeah. Ah, uh, capitalism. All right. We're, we're <laughs> ticking off some topics here that are not sexy, but they're, they're very important topics. Um, yeah, They, they lead
1: uh, yeah. to the sexual things. The they lead to sex.
0: They, what do you think about, okay, so have you heard of the book or read the book um, Sex, what is it, Sex at Dawn? No. Uh -uh. No? Okay. I haven't. I haven't. But Alex Upatov, uh, my housemate, um, he uh, has read it. It's very interesting. It basically looks at how monogamy started with agriculture and basically with what we're talking about with like they've got the cows and we've got the corn and, you know, keeping things separate and handing down property to uh, down a line of, of, you know, uh, spawn, whatever, babies. Yeah. Um, and basically monogamy being this completely um, like economic structure yeah. and uh, and that we're not naturally like that at all. Yeah. So what's your what's your take on monogamy?
1: Um, I, I think it's so subjective and I think yeah. all of us are like, this is a metaphor I used before and I, and I keep thinking of it all the time, yeah. which is that I don't get too mad at people of a certain age when they haven't figured out modern culture mm-hmm. because I feel like there's, there's these constant updates in our software, mm-hmm. uh, how we're supposed to treat women, how we're supposed to treat gay people, how we're tr- supposed to treat minorities. Mm-hmm. And some of us are smartphones, mm-hmm. and we can download the updates, but mm-hmm. some of us are flip phones. Yeah. We're like, I play with snakes. Love <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. <Well, Yeah>. snakes. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I recognize that some of it isn't even conscious. Yeah. You know, like I remember going to college in Sweden, mm-hmm. and because my semester hadn't started yet and my friends were already in school, I went to the movies, mm-hmm. and Stallone, the... The Stallone movie Judge Dredd was playing uh-huh. and it was rated X and yeah. I was like whoa fuck it's a porno yeah. regular people went in so I went in regular Stallone movie yeah and then two days later I saw another movie with a Swedish friend and his like 12 year old nephew mm-hmm. and a guy pulled out his penis and was like shaking his penis on the mm-hmm. screen and I was like mm-hmm. <gasps> and then my friend looked at me and started laughing and I'm like what he goes yeah I forgot you're American I'm like, what does that mean? Because yeah. you guys rate your movies by sex. We rate our movies by violence. Yeah. And I'm like, and it wasn't until he made me aware of a decision that I wasn't consciously mm-hmm. active in mm-hmm. that I realized I don't agree with my with my programming. Mm-hmm. I have to shift it. So I think like monogamy really depends on what your programming is, yeah. what you've been exposed to, and I'm totally right. willing to change it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Monogamy is a yeah, like I've got a friend um, who recently broke up with a girl uh, because they've been seeing each other for six months and um, and he kind of uh, mentioned it within the first three months. He's like, look, you know, I want to still be able to like, like let's have threesomes or let's like experiment. And, you know, when I'm on tour, like I won't be around mm. and uh, you won't be around. So, you know, you've got your freedom, I've got mine. And then it got to the six month mark and she was like, I don't want anything open about this. I want to, yeah. I, yeah, I can't do that. And so they just broke up. They broke wow. up and it's like the longest, like longest thing that I know he's been in for a while and just ending it right there. Wow. And yeah, I think- It was um, a
1: mutual agreement and nobody wanted to sway. Yeah, he, Yeah, both of them didn't want to budge. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, like I think, I don't think, it, it's funny because when people think of monogamy, they're like, oh, what's your sexual preference? I don't think it's my sexual preference. Mm. I think it's my every other time of the day preference. It's like I feel safer when I'm Mm -hmm. in a monogamous relationship and and safety was my weakness. I didn't feel safe at home when I was a kid. And I'm not gonna pretend that that, there's no connection there. There's totally a connection there. And it's weird to be like my my preference for sex comes Mm. from a gap I had in my childhood From a relationship I had with another man, with my dad.
0: I mean, but it makes like it's like all of you know if if you're mature enough to to see it, like all of it's like that, right? Like all of our, all of our, even like fetishes, all of our kinks, all of our um, orientation, everything. Although not oriented, like if you have if you're attracted to the same sex, that's not it anything to do with, well, it can be to do with um, what you've been exposed to, but it's also, isn't it genetic? Like, it's actually in your Oh,
1: yeah. It's in your stuff. I I don't
0: think it's choice. It's
1: DNA. No, it's not choice. It's not choice, but it can
0: be, it can be, obviously it can be um, uh, influenced by exposure. Sure. I mean,
1: that's how we all find our tastes, is exposure to different preferences.
0: And hopefully being open to exposing yourself to those things so you know what you like.
1: 100%. I mean, that to me is like that's really when I feel most alive is when I I know what I want I know what I like and I can live that way and not be afraid of it and it's like it's like the best feeling in the world that's what real freedom feels like it's what I feel like touring Europe that's what I didn't feel like touring America yeah. Even oh, though yeah. America okay. has the brand of freedom.
0: Okay, so you why is that? I,
1: I just the level of, of tension and di- di- uh, divisiveness, mm-hmm. the response people have if you don't agree with them. I think it all started with George W. Bush. He. Yeah. he, he we keep electing stupid people mm-hmm. to do intelligent people's work.
0: Yeah, you, you guys got, do. Yeah, I, I, it's really <laughs> frustrating.
1: And Socrates even said this. He goes... Voting is supposed to be an intellectual exercise. Yeah. It's a skill. Yeah. like You're supposed to be educated. Yeah. An educated population is a democracy. Yeah. But a birthright voting process, just because you're born there, yeah. it leads to demagoguery. Yeah. And so George, when George W. Bush made this teeny little error and he said, you're either with us or against us, man, that was like the runways in Paris. And he wore a little black dress that everybody else wanted. And they all started saying, hey, this is cool now. I can say if you don't agree with me, you're my enemy. Uh, and I don't know that anybody else has said that on a political platform since like a Hitler. <coughs> but they, but people don't realize the power of that position. Yeah. And, and how dangerous it is to have somebody totally. like that in that position.
0: It's just, it's, it's, it's it, like, you're, you're a people. You're a people and you can disagree on things, yeah. but you're still a group of people 100%. that need to work together. 100%. So you can't be creating
1: otherness or enemies. Yeah. Where do you get, where do you go to from there? Like, yeah. 100%. It's, it's completely insane. And it's for all the times I've grown up in my life, watching my heroes get, get thrown with this yardstick mm. where they're told, hey, kids, look up to you. Mm. You're supposed to be a role model, Mr. Heavy Metal Singer. You're supposed to be a role model, Mr. Punk Rock Singer, mm. Mr. Athlete. But then they'll hold that same fucking thing up mm. to presidents and yeah. political. Yeah. Those guys have a way bigger influence on kids. Absolutely. It's insane that nobody goes up to Trump and goes... Hey, kids are watching you. Yeah, but they give more shit to Ozzy Osbourne yeah, when yeah, yeah. he's singing. Like, for come sure. on.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, the states. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's crazy, man. What a, what a uh,
0: It's crazy. Yeah, I I don't know. I I was I was reading the news regularly for this clubhouse show that we had. Um, Good morning, Europe with comedians. News with comedians, and it was it was good reading the news again. I'd stopped reading the news when I was twenty five, and so it was like almost ten years since yeah. I'd read the news. And um, yeah, look like okay, there's the U.S., but there's also like just everywhere. Like everywhere yeah. is crazy. You now the U.S. does make it a bit more make a bit more of a. A crazy circus show the of it. Started trend, yeah, yeah. Well, and
1: you know certain companies like Cambridge Analytica, Facebook,
0: mm-hmm. all those people
1: started selling their souls to the devil. Yeah, to monetize their platforms. I More, mean, yeah. they always say, if, if you're using a a platform or an app for free, free, then, then you're, then you're, the, you're product. the product. Exactly, exactly. And it's like tiktok i mean jesus christ if tiktok isn't a breeding ground for pedophilia oh 100... i mean jesus christ man
0: no one can deny that it is it's crazy yeah it's it's 100 pedophilia it's uh okay speaking of pedophilia all right so
1: <laughs> here we go i can feel the engines revving <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I was out drinking with uh, the guy that I'm seeing and his mate, and we're having some very, very personal conversations last night. It was really fun. This is what alcohol is great for. You know, yeah. I didn't drink for a long time, and um, and now I'm drinking again, and it's, it's, it's really a, a very important lubricant to get to know people. Other drugs, not so much. Like, you know, I think it just becomes kind of fakery and whatever, but alcohol people rip their heart open and put yeah, it on the table really, for yeah. you and it's just like oh my god you just told me that yeah. now i'm not gonna say like the stuff that this the, these friends told me but oh, um yeah. the story that came up from me that i didn't hadn't reflected on in a long time was that um my one of my first boyfriends like well this guy that i was seeing it was when i was 15 and he was 24 and oh, wow. and that's like, Looking at, at that now, and I have reflected on it over the last few years, but it's still like my maturity back then was pretty solid. But 15 years old and he's 24. Like yeah. that is some legit pedophilia oh, yeah.
1: right there. Yeah, he was in the sweet spot. Yeah, he really, really <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah,
0: And I don't know, like... I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to, it's this weird thing in my head, it's like, I don't feel like I was abused, we, we didn't have sex, I don't think he ever, there was no like skin on skin, yeah. except for mouths, you know, like it was just like kissing, but he never touched me nakedly anywhere, but there was like dry humping on his bed, he took me out to dinners, he like got me ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And it was because of this relationship. Uh, relationship, he told me that he'd broken up with his girlfriend. Apparently, he hadn't. He was a manager of mine at the oh, yeah. fast How'd you food. Meet? That's an yeah. ask, Yeah, at the fast food restaurant that I worked at, uh-huh. KFC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was one of my managers, and my yeah. brother was also a manager. Wow. And when my brother found out, he was so angry. And of course, I, I didn't. Know, I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, but yeah. I'm a mature, you know. Uh, a woman the young woman like yeah. i know what i'm doing like we have long conversation this guy and i would have long conversations like like eight hour phone conversations wow talking about stuff yeah like we were talking you know yeah. and i was like I, I know i was only 15 but it, i didn't feel like there was any level of uh power you know yeah. taking advantage of me like
1: yeah, yeah. but well, that's good but but it was yeah like It's like saying I smoked a cigarette at a gas station, but I didn't feel in danger. (laughs) But you could have. You could have really. Something really bad could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. I get it because I know like in other, the French culture, for example, is practically their version of a sexual bar mitzvah or yeah. bat mitzvah where the women always date guys that are older almost like a rite of passage where yeah. they learn things from the older guy and it's almost accepted culturally but like how know?
0: much of an age difference it's not like pretty
1: big I've pretty seen big, some yeah. pretty shocking things yeah. Like, like what? I'd say similar to where you were yeah. at like 15 and 24 but usually I think it was usually like guys in their early 30s that were with girls that were pre-19 pre-18 oh la la you know, yeah I've seen that and heard of it Eighteen and nineteen.
0: They're just so young. So young. Like and I'm like, but I was like a mature fifteen year old. Yeah. <laughs> but I look you know, you look at them now and you're just like, How could how can you even relate to them? Yeah. Like, what do you Totally. And this yeah. guy seemed like and I was this is what I was saying to my friends last night, like, this guy was like a cool guy. Like he listened to like The Crystal Method, like, he listened to, like, some cool bands and techno, and he had, like, a car and a house, and he was, like, relative, like, he was, he was not a loser, he was not, like, a, a pedo, you know, like, he wasn't, like, that, that, like... Like, you have, the, uh, okay. Also, my friends showed me this horrible, horrible YouTube um, series, which is, uh, it's, I think it's like Pedophile Police. Oh, God. Yeah. And these yeah. people, like, basically um, catfish
1: mm-hmm, yeah.
0: um, pedophiles and then meet them and then basically ambush them and then take
1: them to the police. Yeah. It's like to catch a predator on the stage. Yeah. yeah.
0: Except this is just on, yeah. And it's British. And it, there's, but like, well, there's one of these guys that gets caught and he's so clearly um, not a hundred percent mentally like um what's the correct term uh meant he's like s- had got some level of mental disability sure. or or mental learning cha- learning challenges sure. and uh and watching him sort of defend himself and being like oh no I'm gonna lose my job and it was just like and my friends are showing it to me laughing I'm like wow. this is such a
1: yeah man it's pretty wild like I feel like I heard there's a psychologist named Dr. Honda that Mm -hmm. I really like. He's a legitimate psychologist, but he does a pretty wacky thing. He watches reality shows, Mm -hmm. and then he breaks down the people's behavior Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. the lens of actual psychology, which is cool. But I mean, because it's reality TV that is the content that he's using, Mm -hmm. at first I didn't like him. But Mm -hmm. then I started listening to him and going, okay, he's legit psychology. And it's called like something Seattle. I can't remember. But anyways, he... He said this thing about pedophiles, it's really true, and it made me look at it really differently. He mm-hmm. goes, This is an illness. Yeah. And we just demonize these people. Yeah. He's on I understand the desire to demonize, mm-hmm. I understand the programming to demonize, mm-hmm. but that's not how you solve problems. No. You don't solve problems that way. And the things that we don't talk about inevitably becomes the things that most haunt us. Absolutely. And that most destroy our mm-hmm. societies. And imagine what if you what if you did have tendencies towards pedophilia? Where do you go? Like yeah. do you seek out help? Do you do you do you raise your hand and self-identify? Of course not. Like, yeah, no way. People are so demonized mm-hmm. that they're actually making the problem worse. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, tot- like, I
0: totally agree yeah. with you. These, these people need. Uh, for, okay, so for me, I, I did a bunch of research um, into pedophilia, not because of why was it. Uh, body hair, and then like working at a kindergarten, and then like I just know a bunch of people who have yeah. been sexually abused as children as well. Yeah. Um. Thankfully, not myself, but um. Uh, like, and so I can't speak from experience, and you know, so, yeah. So, but I'm I'm very interested in the whole thing, and um, and I couldn't. I haven't really been able to. Uh, there's no clear. What it is like—it's an illness. It's mm. also—it's often very prevalent with people who do have learning difficulties, right? Yeah. Because there is this totally. certain level of like, well, this is someone I can relate to. Yeah. But yeah. I think at a at a I think the core thing for like people without learning um, difficulties who have pedophili- pedophilic uh, tendencies, uh, it's a power. It's a power thing. Hundred percent. It's just power. It's hundred percent wanting yeah. to have an overwhelming a degree of power over
1: someone who is powerless. Hurt people hurt people. That's yeah. what they always say, and it's such a truth, man. Yeah. Like, and I think our culture makes it harder. I mean, look at the news, right? Anytime the news talks about a terrible incident, mm. they always put it through the lens of race. Black man robs bank, mm-hmm. instead of man without medical insurance robs bank yeah, yeah. to pay for bills. Yeah. You know, a Latino man does this, white man does that you know, uh, white men attack the capital instead of, like, insecure, sad men who are feeling like they're being replaced. Yes. And so it's like, if the news just shifted yeah, the way right? they talked about problems, mm-hmm. we'd probably be able, from, from a solution-based angle, as opposed to, like, just an us versus them. Yeah. Like, language is so powerful, and yeah. we don't even realize it. Massively. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, I guess the, the, the pedophile thing, it's just like, yeah, it's all about... Like, all all of this comes back down to community as well. It's like, if these people had a community to reach out to and then get the help that they needed, then, boom, we wouldn't be having...
1: 100%. (laughs) And it's true, and it's funny, because I know there's going to be people who listen to this and go, oh my God, that cat's defending pedophiles. Fuck that guy too. That's how demonized it is. No, 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 I'm saying it it doesn't doesn't bother me at all. I, I know who I am, but I'm saying that's the level... Of, of fucking terror yeah. there is around this topic because it's I mean, it's a terrible thing, obviously, but we're not making it better no. by people demonizing the people no. that are that feel that way yeah. or, or have those tendencies. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And TikTok's not helping either.
0: Goddamn. No, <laughs> it is not. It is not. Although if we can abuse it, abuse, use TikTok to, you know, like, do you do you post stuff on TikTok?
1: Not really. Not really. I mean, I, I it is definitely addictive. Like, I love the little videos. I love the digestible one minute of content and stuff. And it's it's interesting that way. You could totally fall into a rabbit hole. But I don't know that it's... I, the way I look at the different platforms, I prefer to fall into
0: a K hole. Like, I don't <laughs> find TikTok. Like, TikTok yeah. for me is not that. In, like, I, I I see, like, Dragos, and he gets into it, and he's watching it for hours. And if he's yeah. sitting next to me, he'll be showing me. And, and I'm like, yeah, but, like, I also can't connect to, like, video games. I can't yeah. connect to anything that's not showing me something that has, like, meaning for yeah. me. You I know, I that. can't do that. Yeah. I totally yeah. get
1: it. Yeah. And, it's, and for me, it's the same. It's like, I, that's how I want my main meals. Yeah. My main meals, I want to have substance, but every once in a while, Everyone, I, want, yeah, I want a sure. Kinder Bar or Snickers for you know, sure. of content. And that's for what sure. it is for me. It's usually when I'm like, be on board. Yeah, yeah. I'll look at a TikTok or something. But you're a
0: comedian. You never be on board, right? No. you are always mean, got... and I was an
1: only child, so I'm like, yeah. I'm very self-entertaining. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Self-entertaining. And, okay, and um, you got married. Yeah. Have you been married before?
1: No, I you got, got married, married for the first time first in your time life. At forty-nine, <sighs> high five. That's 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 beautiful. <laughs> right when I said, I'm, "There's no way I'm getting married," <laughs> I literally said it on a podcast, <laughs> and not even like six weeks later, I was like, "I think I'm gonna marry this girl."
0: wow so weird what like what was the flip like what was the what was informing your i never gonna get married uh, what was informing that
1: so i i started using a dating app in an unusual way because i was quarantined yeah and i wasn't used to living in new york and not being outdoors and being trapped in my little lower east side apartment mm-hmm. so i found out that bumble had this feature called passport yeah where you could quote unquote travel and be put yourself in a different city yeah and so that's what I did because I was supposed to go to Spain mm-hmm. at the time for a trip and then the lockdown happened so I'm like well I'll go there virtually it's what I did when I was in college and poor mm-hmm. you know I'd visit places through videos yeah. like YouTube videos and shit yeah so I met her and we clicked like in a ridiculously hard way and oh. then we started speaking and we had so much time and also to be honest I think what happened is my first profile Mm -hmm. was kind of an indication that I didn't give a fuck it showed like where I was coming from yeah and my profile was like it was the anti profile yeah everybody else is here's what I'm great at I'm like I'm selfish. Yeah. I've been single for a long time because uh, <laughs> uh, I, I tend to be an attention hog. I'm a comedian. I had a bad dad. Uh, but I'm nice. <laughs> and, uh, and I like to tell jokes. And, and I'm, I have a culinary adventurous palate. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I was super honest about yeah. all my flaws. And then she responded in kind and like goes, here's all the stuff that I suck at. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was kind of funny. And then we just, we had so much time. Yeah. So we spoke for hours every day. And then the phone calls went to FaceTimes. Mm-hmm. And then I was like running home faster just to talk to her. Aww. And she was like ho- home alone in, Ber- in Barcelona. Yeah. And her roommate had gone back to Germany. Mm-hmm. And she goes, yeah, I have this flat all summer. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I already had COVID. And I have paperwork that says I have the antibodies. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Spain was like, yeah, I'm- you can come in if you have the antibodies. Yeah. So I flew there. And the day I came in, they're like oh, the law changed when you were in the air. Why not? And I'm like, what? And they're like, if you didn't have a layover in London and you flew directly here, we would have had to let you in. But because you had a layover, uh-uh. we, we can't let you in. And the cop was, like, so apologetic. He was actually sweet. And then he said, come with me, and they put me into a jail cell. Oh, my God. Yeah, man, I spent the night in jail. <laughs> she was 500 feet away from me, didn't get to see her.
0: Oh, wow. And they sent
1: me back to America. No. oh my god back to america then i'm like fuck this i'm not giving up and then i found gibraltar Mm -hmm. which was weird because it it was on eu soil geographically technically spanish right yeah but owned by the uk so it was like this independent nation Mm -hmm. and they were allowing americans in Uh so then a week later we met there and then i asked her to marry me the day we met oh my god yeah it was crazy it was nuts and part of it too she had this mel brooks tattoo on her arm it said, it's good to be the king. <laughs> I was like, all right. there's And, and it's crazy because I've taken chances before and, like, fallen flat on my face. Mm-hmm. But this one's like, it's been almost a year, and she's, like, my best friend. We spent every day together, you know, during the quarantine. So it's been good.
0: Aww, I'm so happy Aw, for you. Thanks. That's so thanks a lot. Yeah, I'm That's... stoked. I'm really lucky. Ah, that's really nice. That's... But I had
1: 49 years of bullshit. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Well, you know, minus, minus 14, right? Like, Yeah, minus, yeah. minus 15, right?
1: <laughs> a lot of it my own bullshit, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you'd only had, like... A, let me drill you on your relationship no, history. Fine. So, like, yeah. you, like, it was all sort of New York, like, tour-based. But you, you, you've been doing comedy, what, for, like... 10 10 years yeah. right yeah. yeah and so before that you were
1: what like musician no i worked in advertising, you were advertising. i was a copywriter
0: that's right yeah okay
1: so you're one of those assholes <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but i didn't know i was like oh this is cool this is the way you get paid for being funny yeah but i never thought about the dark arts yeah i thought i was being pulled into something
0: Shut shut, shut, shut. yeah ah, it's job. weird it's yeah. a trip
1: you don't realize it because it's micro influence you know from the client Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and they don't i don't even think anybody consciously realizes what they're doing Mm -hmm. you know they just go this is what you're supposed to do you're supposed to get people in a focus group and ask Mm -hmm. them what makes them tick and what are the drivers to their decision Mm -hmm. making and how do you scratch that itch Mm -hmm. and then when you take a look back and you pull back Mm -hmm. and you look down you're like oh i'm totally manipulating people yeah to get things they don't need yeah 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 <laughs> i uh, i was i was very
0: political uh in my like first years of like being an adult and uh yeah that was that was good that was good and that has uh definitely guided my life choices yeah. very strongly yeah uh getting deep into like political economics when you're 18 and then like Oh, well, actually, local um, politics in Australia—they like I was so angry at the state really? of Australian politics. Like Australia is very similar to the U.S. in a lot of ways, yeah. And just how um, like the lying and the um, the level of um, potential for for doing good and just the thwarting, just the not doing good yeah. for people and the level of like inbuilt racism and uh, blah 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 blah. blah. Um, but yeah and then from there uh started university and then I went straight into like political economics and it was just like the whole system the world like I was and I was very um, yeah. And that it guided me to not super, get into that's good. I think that's, super corporate and stuff. Like I did yeah. I did have a few years in corporate and uh, and I recently went back to corporate for like two months and it was like, no, like I can't work for a company that is like supporting these businesses that I don't support, that I yeah. don't that I don't agree with, yeah. that are, and the culture within those the cultures within those places, how people treat each other. Yeah, it's
1: horrible. It's horrible. It's, it's horrible. like the, the
0: the It's like the nastiest. Like it's like the dark world of community. Like there's yeah, no man. community. It's everyone shitting on everyone 100%. and this competition and this bad behavior. Yeah, Whoa.
1: I totally agree. And it's funny because if you if you do the math on all the politicians who are behaving the most badly right now. Mm during the age of aquarius the 60s when sex was free and wild and people didn't care about money and Mm -hmm. they cared about who you were as a person Mm -hmm. as a flower children Mm -hmm. those guys were about 21 when that was happening so those were guys who knew they were going to be politicians who stayed conservative and at a time when they were trying to flash their money to get sex women didn't care yeah. So they probably, at their peak sexuality, were not getting sex.
0: Yeah. And
1: now, like it, the baby boomers, really fucked up the world because, like, oh, yeah. they were so big mm-hmm. and so influential mm-hmm. that they disrupted every life stage they went into. Mm-hmm. And now they're the final life stage, and mm-hmm. they're facing mortality, and they're mm-hmm. going, "We want to fight this too." See? You know, it's like you're not gonna fight it. So nah. then they're like, well, let's fuck up the timeshare on our way out. Yeah, totally. And let's, and let's make gnarly. sure we can
0: enjoy everything. To, like, yeah, just the lack of, of, of like, uh, what's the word, like, um, perspective on their impact on everyone else yeah. and everything that they're leaving behind yeah. is insane. The bully boomers.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're not good. Yeah, they're not good. It, it feels weird to be part of a smaller generation in between two big ones. Yeah. Like, I feel like Marsha. In the Brady Bunch. <laughs> you know, like you've got the baby boomers on one side, you got, know, you know, millennials on the other side. Yeah. And then there's these Gen Xers in the middle going, I care about what you guys care about. Yeah. Fuck you guys. You know? Right? Yeah, but there's, I mean, there's some, some of the, the, the Gen Xers are like kind of split. Yeah. You know, some of the ones that want to connect with their parents or have more conservative values. Oh, totally. It's just fucking weird. What's your perspective on kids? On kids? Yeah. I don't want to have them. Why? Um,. I, it's weird, right? Because I never actually put that decision on the front of my notebook. Mm-hmm. It's not like I made that decision consciously. Mm-hmm. But I think over time, my disappointment in the world mm-hmm. made me not want to have a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like I didn't want... I think some people get married because they want to get married. Or fall in love because they want to get married. Instead of get married because they've uh, been in love. It's crazy. You know what it's I mean? crazy. It's the other way around. Yeah. Okay. Or they have... They, they get married because they wanna have kids as opposed to having a kid because they have such a great marriage. Yeah, boom, that's the only and, reason why you
0: should have a kid. Yeah.
1: And that's what I think. I, I, I've only been in a really happy marriage for one year, yeah. but I think we both look at the world yeah. and we're like, we don't wanna bring up a kid in a world that acts the way it's acting. I mean, I know it's cyclical, right? Like yeah. there's, a, there's a really great book called The Fourth Turning, uh-huh. and it talks about how like the way we have four seasons there's like cycles in a human life mm-hmm. and that a human, the human experience should be measured in 100 year chunks or 80 year chunks rather. Mm-hmm. And every 20 years is a season. Mm-hmm. And like we have a season of awakening mm-hmm. like the 60s and a season of crisis like mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And if you go backwards 20 years from each of those seasons, it's crisis, 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 yeah. awakening, awakening, awakening. Yeah. So winter comes and there's mm-hmm. nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and right now we're in a winter mm-hmm. like in, and we're on our way out of it hopefully. hopefully into the awakening hopefully yeah or, well, it is. or is the awakening it is. before the crisis
0: i don't know the I'm awakening at like, is next there's, the awakening is next yeah. right yeah so i wonder when we talk about because i look at the world and i go like you know global warming just yeah. general climate issues yeah. populations um tensions yeah. like geopolitical tensions you know there's there's a lot of arguments to say why would you bring a child into this world, but I also ask myself. You're talking about the the four sort of seasons. Um have we always said this, though? Like, has yeah. humanity... Have people always been saying, should we really bring a child into this... Like, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, like, you know, feudal Japan, and, like, there's this woman and man, like, in love, and they shouldn't be, and it's like, should we really bring a child into this craziness that there's, like, samurai swords going on outside yeah. or, like, in medieval <laughs> times? Or, yeah. you know, like, there's, like... In the 60s, you know, when there was mutually assured destruction, like, that whole situation with Cuba yeah. and fucking Russia and whatever, it's, like... Is there, has there ever been a good time yeah. to have kids?
1: Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, there probably has so maybe the 80s, man. The, the 80s, 80s are a great
0: time <laughs> to have
1: kids. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, it probably feels that way for everyone, for yeah, sure. I wonder. But it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't, I, I'm almost too selfish, I think. Yeah. You know, if I'm honest with myself, mm-hmm. I think, like, when I look at, like, the thing that makes me most happy is, like, doing, actually working towards, what i love to do yeah that makes me feel like i'm living a good life and everything i've always wanted to do is what i'm doing now yeah not to the level i want to be at i want to keep getting better but but not i i don't see i haven't had like oh i want to have a kid in there too yeah 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 i think like having a kid is almost like you love this band and then the band becomes really popular, and I'm like, ah, I don't like them anymore. Yeah, so <laughs> and that's what I think I was like with kids. I'm like, ah, everybody listens to kids. Yeah, right? Ah, yeah. I'm not going to be basic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like all, like, I agree with, like, I definitely started my life with a, I don't want kids. Like, I, like, what's the, why? Like, it doesn't make any environmental sense, blah, 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 blah. No. And then, you know, classic, like, hormonal clicking in around my late 20s, I was like, uh-oh. Uh, maybe I, like, let's reconsider this. And then all yeah. my friends were, like all of my, although I didn't really have friends from high school, but all those ones had kids in my early twenties. And then like, it was in my later twenties that I started considering it. And I realized, hmm, I do, I do kind of want them. May, maybe I want to experience being a mom. Yeah. But I didn't know if I could be, if I was any good because I didn't have any experience being around kids. And then eventually, like, I left my ex-husband because I was like, you would be a terrible father. Wow. Like, super, super self... Well, he was also just a terrible partner. Yeah. But he certainly couldn't be a fa- Like, no way would he father children of mine. Um, and, uh, and then I was still like, yeah, I think I want to have kids. I think I've only got a few years to do it. But bro, could I do it? Like, am I even a person that can handle being around kids? And that's when I started working at the kindergarten. And I was like, oh, I'm really good with kids. That's
1: awesome. That's great. (laughs) That's
0: crazy. Um, But now it's also like, but now it's only been in the last sort of two and a half years that I've really, well, two years really. I've been doing comedy for three and a half years. So really in the last two years that I'm like, comedy, like I've got some goals that I want to achieve in comedy and a child
1: will, I will only resent a child. Yeah if they get in my way <laughs> yeah i think you're i think it's good to be that honest about it yeah instead of just going oh people are going to judge me for being that honest as mm. opposed to actually being that honest yeah like, if i'm honest i'm probably a little bit afraid of having a kid and being afraid that i might treat the kid the way my dad treated me yeah, that terrifies me. It's in our DNA. Like it, you, you I do, it's, I'm made, imagine like looking in the mirror every day and mm. looking more and more like the guy that used to bully you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like huh? becoming that person. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I go to therapy and I like therapy, but my house is definitely haunted. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I, I know I love great kids, mm-hmm. but what if my kid isn't a great kid? Yeah. Am I? Can I still be a great dad? And I don't, I don't necessarily feel a hundred percent comfortable that I would mm. be a great dad. yeah Yeah. that's that's
0: tricky i i I actually don't have yeah i don't i don't have that um insecurity myself but if for example i did fall fall pregnant and the next two years that would really like i'm too old i hope the guy that i'm seeing doesn't listen to this i've told (laughs) him not to listen to this (laughs) i'm too old to justify an abortion at this point like i'm not saying anything to anybody else but because i want to be a mum, if i did fall pregnant i'd be like Let's make this work, Anna. You're smart True. enough, yeah. and you can make it work. 100%. Don't want to be in that situation, but if I were to find myself in that situation, yeah. I'd go, well, this is this thing now. Yeah. And this is an opportunity. And this is something that I want. It's just not the right time.
1: 100%. And I do think, listen, I mean, there's very few things mm. in this life where we go, yeah, this is definitely what we're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And and there is, like, even just as a writer mm. and as a person who wants to experience life and write yeah. about it and find connections between people, yeah. that's a very big part of life that I'm never going to have uh, a visceral understanding of. I can have an intellectual understanding, mm-hmm. but to like feel what people feel mm-hmm. on on a on a soulful level, mm-hmm. I'm missing out, you know, in a in a real way. Like it is, I, I it's it's a human thing. On. Like it's yeah. and
0: that's and that's why we want to do it. It's so that like chimp brain or it's like, you know, it's, it's this core thing in our, um, exist, yeah, like physical, in our genes, like in our cells, it's a cellular, at a cellular level, we want to reproduce ourselves.
1: Totally. And we don't get to necessarily experience that. And hmm. I'm not behaving the way I'm supposed to. I'm like a foot fungus that's like, I'll just stay on this toe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool here. <laughs> is the, other, the, foot the other foot fungus is like, dude, we're supposed to spread across the whole foot. <laughs> so I'm <like>, good here. <laughs> I like the big toe.
0: <laughs> oh, that's very humble. Just comparing yourself to a foot fungus. That's beautiful. An athlete's foot. An athlete's, <laughs> athlete's foot. All right, yeah, it's a, it's a successful foot that you, you, you as a fungus is growing exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah very good very good um all right we've got a couple of minutes is there anything um like disgusting or like we've touched some pretty great topics is there anything particularly debaucherous or depraved that you would like to go into um
1: i mean pedophilia was pretty big it's pretty good right, right? yeah oh. <laughs> oh that's so funny the timing no i mean i don't really like i don't really go your go, child it, is into, here I know, right, <laughs> <laughs> dominoes <laughs> no you know it's funny i don't even i don't have that lens anymore where i go into i used to kind of be like oh i want to go into this mm-hmm. for the intention of going dark mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now it's more like i got a flashlight i'm ready to go dark yeah when dark, when dark comes yeah but like no, not really. I'm, just, I'm happier now, I think, than I've ever been, even Ooh. though I'm more stressed out. You're more stressed out? Yeah, I mean, I'm doing a lot of stuff right now. Yeah. Like, we moved to a new country. Yeah, um, getting that's super stressful. Super stressful. Yeah. Um, we have a cat that's insane. Oh, wow. We have, um, my that's mom. like having a baby, yeah. It is like having a I yeah. mean, I call him my son. And then my mom's getting her residency visa, and it's in another language, and oh. we got lawyers and real estate agents, and navigating all that through a pandemic literally weeks after I got my residency in Spain mm-hmm. to now start all over again oh in la Portugal la. and all through the pandemic and then I found out I'm being audited by the IRS oh no but I'm not worried about it it's not like I've made a bunch of money no, like no, no, and no, no, I've no. I've never been dishonest with them like yeah. but it's, it's just, just another layer it's, it's another like another layer oh, come on man. Check, man it's another <laughs> so even though with all that stress I'm still like able to be like you know, I'm I'm happy. I'm doing what I like to do. I'm meeting cool people. Yeah. And and I feel more free yeah. than I've ever felt. It's yes. a Really weird way to feel during a pandemic, but I do. I feel exactly the same. Like awesome. I feel
0: like with all the all the bullshit that went down with my house um, sharehouse situation at the start of the year, all my job changes. Um. Even though I'm like you know now I'm seeing someone, I feel so free. Like I feel like yeah, yeah every decision I'm making is is really consider all the opportunities that are coming up for me are really exciting. Yeah. I just I feel like I've really surrounded myself with people who support me and I feel like and that gives you freedom, just yeah. being supported by people and you supporting those
1: people as well. It's just like it's like it's floating. Awesome. You're you're yeah. <laughs> buoyed it's, by them. Yeah, it's community at its best. I mean, yeah. A hundred percent. I definitely Feel that here. After coming from a place like Hollywood in New York, mm-hmm. New York less so, but L.A. so bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Comics don't help each other. They step on each other. Yeah. And, like, and if you get a leg up, then they're pulling your other leg down. It's like, I hate to say that I have a lot of comedians that I'm really good friends with there yeah. and like, that are like my family. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of comedians there in the culture there where it's kind of acceptable to step on each other. And to get in each other's way, and, it's and, not okay. You know, it's not okay. It's 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 not it's not even whether or not it's okay as a comedian. It's not okay as a human. As being. a human, it's gonna it's so bad.
0: Just yeah, and it's kind of like a an extension of that sort of Hollywood or corporate um, culture going into something that's so. Oh, stand-up comedy is so personal. Yeah. It's so vulnerable. Yeah. And to be stepping on each other. And that, that can happen in every scene, right? Yeah. Usually in smaller scenes, it seems to happen because people are threatened. Yeah. And they feel like there's a finite... Uh, The the pie is only so big and whatever, but it's uh, mm, in a bigger space. It's, I suppose there's also, it comes from fear as well in in LA. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's no real Google map,
1: right? From like Mm. going to open mic to, you know, getting famous. So you kind of have to use yourselves as milestones. And then if you see somebody else achieving something that you think you should have achieved, then you kind of resent that person. Like, well, I should have achieved that already. How come they achieved it? Let me compare myself that and, that's,
0: and that is like the, the foot fungus of society, totally. comparing yourself to other people. You can only compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Yeah. That's, like, that's the only... It's yeah. the
1: wrong energy. Like, comedy yeah. is not sport. No. It's art. And yeah. A, we, it's not a track meet. Like, we're not trying to be the, be the first. Yeah. Even though people confuse us when we get off stage and go, oh, you're my favorite. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, yeah. Like It wasn't a contest. No. This isn't American Idol. No. Like, we're just, exactly. T- we're all telling our own truths, and that's yeah. the only person you're competing against is who you were on that stage the day before. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's the beauty of community and, and why I like this scene here mm-hmm. so much because people are way more... It, people are so nice here, it makes me suspicious. <laughs> I'm like, are you guys a cult? <laughs> Is one of you going to try to sleep with my wife? Like, it's Probably. Really weird. <laughs> it's really weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Um, how long are you going to stay in Berlin? Till
1: the 9th. Till the 9th of July. Of July,
0: yeah. Ah, oh, but you'll be coming back. For
1: sure. Uh, yeah? Okay. I mean, it, it brought me a lot of joy because I was nervous leaving New York I had mm. just gotten past at almost all the clubs. Mm. I was doing you know, six to 10 shows a night. It was mm. bananas. And then mm. we got married, and much to the disappointment of TV shows like 90 Day Fiance, my <laughs> foreign wife had zero interest mm-hmm. m- to move to America, yeah. like zero. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? And I made a life decision and then had to figure out how I was going to have a career yep. in Europe. Fortunately, I spent like four years here as a comic in London yep. a couple years ago, a few years ago. And so I was like, yeah, it's, it's possible. Yeah. And I didn't feel like European audiences for me were, were a big gap between the way that I thought. Like, I went That's to great. uni in, when I, in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So, like, during my formative years, I could really relate to European people, yeah. almost to the detriment of going back to America. To yeah. You know, yeah. But it was so... I didn't, I didn't know if it was going to work or not, and I yeah. didn't know if I was going to be satisfied, and I was really worried I was going to resent her. Yeah. You know? Cause, and I didn't want to ever voice that concern. No. But then I started meeting more and more people during the pandemic there was a lot of people that were home for once Mm -hmm. and so i became part of comedians of europe Yep. and we all started talking about sharing information and making like a cooperative and yeah and so far it's been it's been great
0: yeah Yeah, we're helping
1: each other we're building the people
0: are building the scene here because there are so many english speakers there's so many opportunities here and it's yeah and it's
1: not america This is way less dirty than the other episodes, by the way. Yeah. Is this because I'm 50? Is this, that why we're not talking about assholes and, and rimming? Didn't you say 49? <laughs> didn't you say 49? <laughs> no, I said I got married at 49.
0: Ah, you're 50 now. I got
1: married, yeah, but I turned 50. yeah. Well, you are the oldest. <laughs> uh, am I the oldest person you've ever had on this podcast? Yes. No way. Yes. <laughs>
0: but I have had people with just as little hair as you. So, okay, good, you know. Know. Yeah. good to know. But your mustache is fine. <laughs> oh,
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. i model for salsa bottles. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> all
0: right, let's wrap it up. That has been so much fun. Thank you so much, Tamma. Thanks for having me. Yeah, fun. and uh, yeah, um, do you want to plug yourself in any form if anyone's listening? Oh, please
1: follow me on Instagram so we can stay in touch and come to shows. That's where I put all my show information. And mm-hmm. my Instagram is TamarCat T-A-M-E-R-K-A-T. Yeah. Easy peasy. Cool. Easy peasy.
0: Uh, it has been such a pleasure. Thanks and for having me. It's yeah, fun. Thank you. And uh, that's been Adult Only the Comedy Berlin. See you next time. Woo. Bye. Bye.